0: Hello, you're very welcome along to the Aromatherapy Business Podcast. My name is Jenny, and I'm going to be sharing lots of fantastic aromatherapy recipes and tips with you. I'll also share some business strategies for aromatherapists and for holistic therapists. In this episode, I'm going to share why it's such a bad idea to use essential oils undiluted on the skin, to take them by mouth, And other reasons why you would not use essential oils. I know there's a lot of misinformation out there about the safety of essential oils. And this is a bit of a red rag to a bull with me because using essential oils incorrectly can have very unpleasant and even very serious consequences. And it's so easy to use them properly. Essential oils are natural substances, but that doesn't mean that they are 100% safe. It doesn't mean you can use them any way you like. And it doesn't mean that every oil is safe for every person all of the time. When you think about it, snake venom is also 100% natural, but nobody thinks that is 100% safe. There are three things you should never do with essential oils. I'll explain each of those to you. And there are also certain times when you should not use essential oils for particular people. The first thing you should not do with essential oils is put them undiluted on your skin. They need to be mixed in something first. So a vegetable oil, so shower gel are all just some examples of what you can use to mix the oils in. Whatever substance we use to mix the essential oils in, we call a carrier or a base. So, how much essential oil do you use in your carrier or base? You either use a 1% blend or a 2% blend. A 1% blend means that you put one drop of essential oil in a teaspoon of your base. A 2% blend means you put two drops of essential oil in a teaspoon of your base. A 1% blend is used for children between the ages of one year old and 12 years old. We also use a 1% blend for pregnant women and for anyone who is in any way frail and also for people who have sensitive skin. We use a 2% blend for all adults. Adults in aromatherapy terms is over 12. So all adults who don't have sensitive skin and who are not pregnant, we use a 2% blend for. If you're making aromatherapy products or blends for babies under the age of 12 months, you're much better off getting advice because as well as the blending ratios, there's also certain oils you shouldn't use for children under certain ages. If you're making a blend of essential oils for a child who is under two months old, you would make a quarter percent blend. And a quarter percent blend means that you use one drop of essential oil in every four teaspoons. And if you want to use more essential oils, say you want to use lavender and chamomile, then you would have to use 1 drop of lavender and 1 drop of chamomile to 8 teaspoons of your base. For a baby between the ages of 2 months and 1 year old, you would use a half a percent blend. And a half percent blend means that you would use 1 drop of essential oil in 2 teaspoons of your base. So for instance, if you're using extra virgin olive oil and lavender in your blend, you would use two teaspoons of extra virgin olive oil and one drop of lavender. And if you want to use two different essential oils for a child between the ages of two months and 12 months, you would need to use four teaspoons of your carrier, for instance, extra virgin olive oil and one drop of each of the two essential oils you want to use. So you might have four teaspoons of olive oil and one drop of lavender and one drop of chamomile. I hope that is all making sense. And if it's not, just let me know in the comments. I know that can be quite confusing to try and take in. So I'm going to go over that really quickly again. We use a 1% blend for children between the ages of 1 year old and 12 years old, for pregnant women, for anyone with sensitive skin, and for anyone who is anyway frail. A 1% blend means you use one drop of essential oil for every teaspoon of your carrier base we would use a 2% blend for all adults as in over 12 years old who are not pregnant, who don't have sensitive skin and who are not frail. And then for babies between the ages from newborn to two months old, we would use a quarter percent blend. And that means we use one drop of essential oil to four teaspoons of your base. For a baby between the ages of two months, and 12 months old, we would use a half a percent blend and that means that you would use one drop of essential oil for every two teaspoons of your base. And just to note as well that there are certain oils you shouldn't use for children of different ages. So before using essential oils for very young children and babies, always get the advice of an aromatherapist first. I know there is a lot of advice going around out there on Facebook and the internet in general telling you that it's safe to use essential oils undiluted on your skin. You might use essential oils undiluted on your skin and have no reaction, but you might not. There's absolutely no point in taking a chance. You could use undiluted oils on your skin and find that your skin quickly becomes Irritated and red, sore, maybe itchy. Or you could use undiluted oils on your skin and have no obvious reaction. Sometimes there's no logic as to who might or might not have a reaction to essential oils undiluted on the skin. I heard of a woman who had a baby and she was bathing her baby and she was using rose oil in the baby's bath. She had heard that rose was safe and gentle and she was not told anything about mixing the rose oil in something else. The baby was fine, but her hands and right above her arms, as far as her elbows, were red and irritated for several days afterwards. If you use essential oils in too high a dilution or completely undiluted, your skin can be irritated. Irritated skin is red, itchy, inflamed and quite possibly painful as well. What's worse than irritation though, is developing a sensitivity to an oil. If you use essential oils in too high a dilution, or you don't dilute them at all, you can, over time, develop a sensitivity to the oil, which means that the body sees the oil and every chemical within that oil as a threat. And then whenever you use this, no matter how little you use, no matter how well diluted it is, your body still sees it as a threat, And you will have a reaction to that oil whenever you use it, no matter how much you use. And the reaction is similar to irritation. So red, inflamed, painful skin. Another problem with that is that if you, say, develop a sensitivity to lavender, you will become sensitive to every chemical that's in lavender. And every time you use any oil that has any of those chemicals, you will have that reaction. And as most of the oils have a lot of chemicals in common, if you become sensitive to one or two oils, the chances are you won't be able to use any of them again. Just going to go over the difference between irritation and sensitivity. Irritation is caused when you use too much or too high a concentration of an essential oil. So you could say skin irritation is dose dependent. It depends on how much you use. Skin sensitivity, on the other hand, is when your body has learned to see the oil as a threat and no matter how much of that essential oil you use, no matter how well diluted it is, you're going to have a skin reaction. Taking essential oils by now is another big no-no. If you are a clinical aromatherapist, Or if you happen to be a French doctor, you will be able to prescribe using essential oils by mouth. But you will use them in tablets or suppositories or pills. And you'll also have them really carefully formulated so you know exactly how much of an essential oil you should use for your carrier, which kinds of essential oils you can or cannot use in different cases, etc. It's just a whole new ballgame. You may have seen advice... That, you know, using one or two drops of lemon in a glass of water is a good idea. And it's really not. So a couple of reasons. First of all, when you take essential oils by out, the essential oils have to fight through the mucous membrane and the acid, etc., in your digestive system. So it's very inefficient. Most of the oil is not going to get where you want it to go. And second of all, it's quite likely to burn as it passes through the digestive system. My first aromatherapy teacher, when she started using essential oil, she hadn't done a course or anything. She was just reading some books and trying some things out. She used to make herself a herbal drink whenever she had a cough or a cold coming on. And she'd have all kinds of herbs and honey and water, etc. In this big jug of water. And one day... She didn't have any time, any fresh thyme. So she thought, well sure, I can use thyme essential oil, sure. That's that's natural, I just use one drop that should be grand. So she made herself this big jug of strong smelling herbs and added one single drop of thyme essential oil. She stirred it well, so the oil was not dissolving because oil's still dissolving in water It was just breaking up. But she stirred it well so the oil had broken up. And then she poured one glass from the jug. So she got quite a small, quite, possibly quite a small fraction of the drop of oils that she had added. She took a drink and she said the whole way down from her mouth, right down to her stomach, she had a horrible burning sensation and she felt really ill for several days after that. I have heard of, worse stories no one I actually knew personally? But I've heard of people having fits and seizures and essential oils have even been known to cause death when you take them by mouth without knowing what you're doing. And the third thing you shouldn't do with essential oils is let them get very close to your eyes. So if I'm ever doing a facial and I'm using essential oils in the facial, I'd be very careful not to go right up under the eyes. And I warn my client for the next half an hour after the treatment not to rub their eyes because if the oils get into the eyes, it can be very stingy and uncomfortable. If you do happen to get essential oils into your eyes or essential oils get into someone else's eyes, the first thing you should do is try and flush it out with plenty of water. If that doesn't work more or less immediately, then you try and flush it out with either milk or a vegetable oil. That might sound a bit weird, but the reason why we do that is because essential oils mix in a fatty-based substance So if the volume of water doesn't work, then they will be absorbed in the fat of the milk or the vegetable oil, and you should be able to get the milk that way. So I'll just go over those three things again, because I know that sometimes when you're listening, it can be hard to take in a lot of information. So first of all, don't use essential oils undiluted on the skin, always mix them in a carrier, such as an oil or a cream. We generally mix the oils in a 1% or 2% blend or for babies, we would use a quarter percent blend or a half percent blend. A 1% blend means we use one drop of essential oil in a teaspoon of your carrier or base. A 2% blend means we use two drops of essential oil in your carrier or base. A half percent blend means we use one drop of essential oil in two teaspoons of a carrier or base. And a quarter percent blend means we use one drop of essential oil in every four teaspoons of your carrier or base. Using essential oils undiluted or in too high a dilution can cause skin irritation or skin sensitivity. The second thing you don't do with essential oils is take them by mouth, unless you happen to be a clinical aromatherapist and you are qualified to do that. Taking essential oils by mouth, and this includes. Taking them in the water can cause stinging, burning. It can leave you feeling very unwell. And in extreme cases, taking essential oils by mouth have caused convulsions and even death. So don't do it. The third thing you shouldn't do with essential oils is use them too close to the eyes. If they get in the eyes, they are very, very stingy. And I'm sure it'll have the eyes, but it's probably going to cause some damage. Then we have particular oils that shouldn't be used in certain circumstances. First of all, citrus oils, as in oils that come from citrus fruits like orange, lemon, mandarin, tangerine, grapefruit, bergamot, can cause the skin to burn if you use the oil on the skin, even dilute it, within 48 hours before going out in bright sunlight or using a sunbed. What happens with the citrus oils is that they interfere with the melanocytes, which produce melanin to protect us from burning. I was teaching an in-person class a couple of years ago, and I explained, as I always did in the very first class, all about the contraindications to essential oils and how to use them. And of course I explained about citrus oils and that they can cause severe burns if you use them before going out in bright sunlight or using sunbed. It was during the summer. The following week we had another class and one of the students had burn marks on her wrists and I could hear the girl sitting beside her asking what had happened to her wrists and she goes, oh, uh, yeah, I, um, they got burnt. She goes, oh, how does it get burnt? Oh, it was sunburn. Oh, okay. So how did you get sunburned just on that little spot? Oh, it was bergamo. I just put a tiny bit on my wrists before I went to sit in the sun. And the other girl said to her, But did you not hear what Jenny said? She said, You don't use citrus oils before going out in the sun. And she said, Yeah, I I thought it was just a drop and it wouldn't do any harm, it'd be fine. So I said to her, Well, thank you very much for (laughs) proving my point. No one in that class would ever use citrus oils on the skin before going out in the sun after that. But it just goes to show the power or the damage. That one little drop of essential oil can cause if you don't use it properly. One of the things to remember about essential oils is that they're highly, highly concentrated. So you're looking at one little bottle of bergamot essential oil and you're probably using about a large bucketful of bergamot fruit. Then we have certain oils that you shouldn't use if someone has sensitive skin. I'm going to share a list with you. It's not an exhaustive list. There are so many essential oils out there, I couldn't possibly cover them all. Oils that come from spices can irritate sensitive skins. So spices would include ginger, lemongrass, black pepper, mei chang, clove, cinnamon, cardamom. And even if someone doesn't have sensitive skin, I would always use oils that come from spices in low dilutions, as in no more than 1%. Basil, peppermint and tea tree are also oils that are possibly skin irritants. So they shouldn't be used at all by somebody with sensitive skin and everyone else should just use them in very low dilutions, again, 1% blend at max. There are some essential oils that can raise blood pressure in someone who has high blood pressure. These oils include hyssop, sage, rosemary, thyme and peppermint. I used to think that it was okay for an aromatherapist who had high blood pressure to use these oils in a treatment. Because the skin on your hands is the least absorbent skin on your body. So you'll be absorbing an awful lot less of the oil than your client would. But then one of my students who had high blood pressure was using rosemary in one of his treatments. And he told me that when he was using it, he started to kind of feel a bit woozy and his blood pressure seemed to have shot up. So after that, I said, okay, you need to never use rosemary ever again. And I've advised any aromatherapist who has high blood pressure not to use any of these oils. You probably won't see peppermint listed in any book, except my book, of course, as being unsafe for anybody with high blood pressure. But I came across a case of a girl, another student of mine, who absolutely loved peppermint. She had to have peppermint in every single land. And actually, in the glance I had to force her more than one occasion not to use the peppermint. No, just... Don't use peppermint this time. You need to learn to use more essential oils. But she was using peppermint all the time. And one day on her way to work, she started feeling really strange. She had to pull over, wait for a while. And then she went to work. She was a nurse, luckily enough, because as soon as she got to work, she was examined. They said her blood pressure was sky high. And she didn't even have high blood pressure. And since then, I've advised anyone who has high blood pressure not to use peppermint and for anyone else not to use it on a daily basis. Anyone who has epilepsy shouldn't use fennel, hyssop, sage or rosemary. These oils are described as lipophilic, which means that they are very fond of fat. and when they are in the body, they're drawn to fatty tissue, particularly around the brain and the spine. And because they have an affinity with fascia tissue they tend not to move so they stay there and every time you use the oil it builds up in your system particularly around the brain and spine and then you'll be much more likely to have a fit. Now were only triggers fits in people who are prone to fits it won't cause you to have fits. If you've been interested in essential oils for a while you'll probably have heard of botanica And maybe of Rhiannon Lewis, who runs Botanica, it's a huge aromatherapy convention that happens every year. Rhiannon is a clinical aromatherapist and she is an amazing teacher. She was talking one day about a girl she had met and the girl had recently started using essential oils. She absolutely loved them and she said she burned them all the time, they made her feel great. In the same conversation, she mentioned that she had epilepsy. She hadn't had any fits for quite a long time, but in the last few weeks, she had had several fits, which was unheard of. So Rhiannon asked her, what was her favorite essential oil? And she said, oh, I love fennel. I burn it all the time. And Rhiannon said to her, yeah, okay, you need to never use fennel again. And she explained to her about fennel essential oils and epilepsy. So it's really not worth taking a chance with any of these oils. I'll just do a quick recap of essential oils that you don't use in particular circumstances. So citrus oils, as in orange, tangerine, mandarin, etc. You would not use within 48 hours before going out in bright sunlight or using a sunbed. They will quite likely cause your skin to burn. If somebody has sensitive skin, you don't use oils that come from spices. So, ginger, lemongrass, Mei Chang, clove, cardamom, cinnamon, lemongrass. You would never use for sensitive skin and other people would use these oils in small amounts as well. Other oils that can irritate the skin are basil, tea tree and peppermint. Oils that you don't use For somebody who has epilepsy would be fennel, hyssop, sage, and rosemary. And even smelling a small amount of these oils can possibly trigger a fit. Then we have oils that shouldn't be used by people who have high blood pressure. And they include hyssop, sage, rosemary, thyme, and I firmly believe peppermint as well. I hope you enjoyed that and found it helpful. I hope you enjoy the other episodes as well. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in future episodes, just let me know in the comments. If you'd like to learn more about essential oils, I have a couple of really good options for you. I have a free course, which is all about how to use essential oils. It walks you through exactly how you use them and the contraindications. You can get that on bit.ly forward slash free aroma that's bit.ly forward slash free aroma free aroma is all one word with a capital f and a capital a and I have the link just below the podcast for you as well I also have a course where I share some fantastic recipes for your skin your mood and your health So I do recipes like my Cranky Day blend, which is great for when you're irritated. I also do one for panic attacks, one for Mm. skin rejuvenation, one for acne. My Pain and Infection Zapper blend, which is absolutely amazing for anything from toothache, tummy bug and so much more. And I also share a secret that most aromatherapists don't know and I actually didn't know for years. And when I learned this, it just completely transformed my blending. The results I got from my blends for pain and infection just got so much better after that. You can sign up for that course. It's just 27 euro. And the link is bit.ly.com forward slash aroma, skin, mood, health. So that is bit.ly forward slash. Aroma, skin, mood, health—all one word, with a capital A, a capital S, a capital M, and a capital H. I have the link below the podcast for you as well, and you're also very welcome to come along and join my free Facebook group, Holistic Business Success. It's a great place for aromatherapists, holistic therapists, and holistic therapy students to come along, ask questions, and get support. And I also Share some fantastic aromatherapy tips and information and recipes in there as well. All the links to the courses and to the Facebook group are just below the podcast. If you don't see them straight away, just click on the little information button and they all pop up. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you for the next episode.